On today's show, President Trump wants to increase the gas tax to help pay for his infrastructure program. There's new details about Dyson's electric car, and we've got more results from Monroe & Associates' teardown of the Tesla Model 3. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. In a move that surprised lawmakers during a meeting at the White House yesterday, President Trump supported the idea of a 25-cent increase in federal gasoline and diesel taxes in order to help pay for new roads and bridges. The administration is seeking $200 billion over 10 years to spend on its infrastructure program, and Bloomberg reports the president signaled he's willing to increase that amount as well. Federal gas tax revenue has declined over the years due to inflation and improved fuel efficiency of vehicles, but it won't be easy to get a gas tax hike. It hasn't been raised since 1993, and any increase is at odds with other Republican leadership. New details have emerged about vacuum maker Dyson's electric vehicle plans. The Financial Times reports that its first model will launch before 2020 and will be a premium, low-volume vehicle. Fewer than 10,000 will be built, and that's so the company can learn about the manufacturing process and establish relationships with suppliers. The company has decided not to use a solid-state battery in the car, as it had initially planned, and instead will save the technology for a second and third model. About 400 people are working on the EV, which Dyson is spending around two billion pounds to develop. We'll be back with more right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. A design school in Italy, whose name I'm not gonna pronounce very well, Istituto Europeo di Design, or IED for short, has worked with 14 automakers over the years to develop concept cars, and now it's teaming up with Hyundai. The two actually worked together on the Paso Porto concept sports car in 2014, but this time it's an electric buggy called the Kite. It was designed by 15 students from all over the world, including China, India, Italy, Mexico, Great Britain, and South Korea. The two-seat concept has no roof, doors, or windshield, and is actually the first concept from IED to have an interior. The kite will debut in Geneva next month. And speaking of more Geneva reveals, the Mercedes-AMG GT family is about to welcome a new member, and this one comes with four doors. The car is currently undergoing wind tunnel testing, and judging by those massive air intakes, you know there's going to be something fun to talk about under the hood. Subaru will also show another concept that carries the Visive name, which stands for Vision for Innovation. All we've got for now for the Visive Tour concept is what its rear LED lighting signature will look like, but more to come on March 6th. You know, I'm sure we've all seen electric assist bikes or e-bikes, but now there's a company by the name of Swind that calls its EB01 the ultimate hyper-electric bicycle. And it's actually a pretty fitting name, too. The bike's 15-kilowatt electric motor can propel it to speeds of 60 miles per hour, and its 1.75-kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery 
provides as much as 80 miles of range. It even has regenerative braking. But it's also hyper expensive. It goes on sale today with a price of nearly $21,000 or 15,000 pounds. Coming up next, more feedback from Sandy Monroe on the Tesla Model 3. Lighter, safer, stronger, quieter, and more sustainable. Tell us where you need to go and we'll help you get there. Dow Automotive Systems. We don't succeed unless you do. Whether it's on television, online, or through social media, AutoLine knows how to effectively get your marketing message to the people you want to reach. Contact Stacy Eman today. All week long, we've been showing you the latest that Monroe & Associates has found in its benchmarking study on Tesla's Model 3, and here's the next bit of that. What else about driving the car did you find when in your instrument to test on? Well, in like, the instrument, we haven't got the instrumentation stuff back yet. That'll, that'll give us um, quite a bit more information, but these are perceptions that people have had. So, um, and if we look at it, we've got uh, all about, they got about, uh, what is this, um, 15 or 20 pages of uh, guys just saying, this is what I saw, this is what I felt. Um, and our people are automotive people, so they, they get a chance to drive cars quite a bit. Like I say, the the um, the the, the uh, acceleration everybody loved, the handling everybody loved. Yeah. Um, How about braking? Braking was we couldn't get onto the uh, we couldn't get onto the uh, braking um, uh, test bed because um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what happened there, but they wouldn't let us on. So that part we we couldn't really uh, get a get a feel for. But normal braking, I mean, you're doing it right now, and I think we're in Feels sport fine. mode, right? Yeah. And quite frankly, one of the things, we've had it up on the uh, hoist several times now, and, and one of the things that you start noticing is, <laughs> is how the car is put together underneath. And this has got a five-bar link. This is a, a very good transmission that you wouldn't see normally on a car of this size or this cost either. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of cool little things that, uh, that we've seen that we liked about the car. We'll have our final installment tomorrow on what Monroe & Associates is learning from its benchmarking study on the Model 3. And hey, don't forget to join us this afternoon for AutoLine After Hours when John and Gary give you some of the best insights as to what's happening in the automotive industry. But that is it for today. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.